Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hello and happy Monday, faithful listeners. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast. So thanks for tuning in and for sharing a cup of coffee with me this morning as we discuss the scriptures. And I'm excited to talk about this next portion with you. This is going to be Numbers 35, 1 through 15 today. And the interesting thing about this one is we are going to be starting talking about something called Cities of Refuge. The reason I think Cities of Refuge are really interesting is because I'll tell you in a few minutes. (laughs) But we'll be talking about cities of refuge for the next couple days or so because Numbers 35 is talking basically all about cities of refuge and what that means. So turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 35 verses 1 through 15 today. I'm going to be reading at the WEB. Feel free to grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea at this moment and sit back and relax as I read. Yahweh spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Command the children of Israel to give the Levites cities to dwell in out of their inheritance. You shall give pasture lands for the cities around them to the Levites. They shall have the cities to dwell in. Their pasture lands shall be for their livestock and for their possessions and for all of their animals. The pasture lands of the cities, which you shall give to the Levites, shall be from the wall of the city and outward, 1,000 cubits around it. You shall measure outside of the city for the east side 2,000 cubits and for the south side 2,000 cubits and for the west side 2,000 cubits and for the north side 2,000 cubits, the city being in the middle. This shall be the pasture lands of their cities. The cities which you shall give to the Levites, they shall be the six cities of refuge, which you shall give to the manslayer to flee to. Besides them, you shall give 42 cities. All the cities which you shall give to the Levites shall be 48 cities together with their pasture lands. Concerning the cities which you shall give of the possession of the children of Israel, from the many you shall take many, and from the few you shall take few. Everyone according to his inheritance, which he inherits, shall give some of his cities to the Levites. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and tell them, When you pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, Then you shall appoint for yourselves cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the manslayer who kills any person unwittingly may flee there. The city shall be for your refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer not die until he stands before the congregation for judgment. The cities which you shall give shall be for you six cities of refuge. You shall give three cities beyond the Jordan, and you shall give three cities in the land of Canaan. They shall be your cities of refuge." These six cities shall be refuge for the children of Israel, for the stranger, and for the foreigner living among them, that everyone who kills any person unwittingly may flee there. This is a lot to unpack. So let's start from the beginning in verse 1. So Moses is still around. He is still the leader of Israel. He has not died yet, though God did say to Moses that he was going to die very soon. He was not going to be able to cross over into the promised land at all. In fact, He was going to die in the wilderness. And that is where the people still are. Though two and a half tribes have already received their inheritance because they actually wanted their inheritance in the wilderness. (laughs) 
the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh wanted their inheritance to be on the other side of the Jordan River. So in other words, they did not want to cross over into the promised land at all. They were happy staying in the wilderness with their flocks of sheep and having their land there. So even though two and a half tribes did already receive their inheritance, in a sense, the rest of the tribes have not yet. Now, these tribes were supposed to go into the promised land in order to take their inheritance, but that has not happened quite yet. Though God is giving instructions to Moses to relay to the people before Moses dies and also before the people go into the promised land and take the land for themselves. One of the things God ends up relaying to Moses is that once the people pass over into the promised land and claim their inheritance, they are supposed to give part of their inheritance to the Levites. And I've talked so much about the Levite clan, how they are different, how they are in a way more set apart than the rest of Israel. They were supposed to be the priests, the people who helped the tribes understand God's laws. That was the point of the Levite tribe. Now, the Levite tribe, interestingly enough, was not supposed to receive an inheritance of land because their inheritance was supposed to be God himself. They were supposed to have like communion and relationship with God that just the other tribes would not have to the same level in a sense. So the Levites were special in that way. So they were not supposed to receive a land inheritance. However, they were supposed to receive some place to live, at least, because they couldn't just go out on the streets or live in the temples. They had to have a house, obviously. <laughs> like Levites lived normal lives. They had families and children and parents and <laughs> husbands and wives. So, yes, even though they were special, they still obviously needed a place to live. So at this point, God is telling in fact, commanding, because that's what it says in verse two, command the children of Israel to give to the Levites cities to dwell in out of their inheritance. So in other words, God is commanding through Moses that the people need to give cities and areas for the Levites to live in. In fact, 48 cities in total were supposed to be given to the Levites to live in. And not only that, they were also supposed to get pasture land outside of those cities. That was another rule, actually, that uh, the tribes did have to give a certain amount of animals and produce and food to the Levites also. Everything was supposed to be shared with the Levites. God would actually share with the Levites. <laughs> Like the sacrifices God would receive, he would give part of those sacrifices to the Levites to um, take care of their families and stuff and feed them. So, yes, everything was shared with the Levite clan because the Levites were special. The Levites were the ones that were supposed to help the people get closer to God and to make atonement for the people. So the Levites were very special and the tribes definitely recognized this. They recognized how special the Levites really were. So they did, in fact, share this land and their animals and everything else with the Levites. And we see that this ends up happening later on once uh, the Israelites go into the promised land completely. We do see that they ended up following this command and giving certain amounts of land and cities to the Levites to live in, though it was not considered part of their inheritance, if that makes sense. 
But what's interesting here is in verse six. So of the cities, the 48 cities that were supposed to be given to the Levites to live in, six of those cities were supposed to be cities of refuge. And what's that mean? Well, this is the first time this is really mentioned at all in scripture. And this would have been really outside of the norm (laughs) for this day and age. I mentioned a couple episodes ago that taking revenge on people was like super common back in these days, like ridiculously common to the point where a family would hire an avenger. (laughs) Not like the superheroes, like somebody that would go out and avenge them. They would be like there would be like designated avengers in the family that would go out and like kill the person who killed, you know, a family member of theirs. So that was so, so common back in these days that God actually makes uh, limitations for that kind of behavior where if a, a person accidentally commits manslaughter, which manslaughter means to accidentally kill somebody like you do not mean to take that person's life. Those people who committed that manslaughter, for some reason, I cannot say that (laughs) manslaughter. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Every once in a while, I get into this weird thing where I can't talk like English or something. I don't know what's going on with me. But anyway, these people that would commit manslaughter, in other words, accidental killing of a human being, these cities of refuge would be there for them so that they could run to them until their trial was over so that they would not be killed by the avenger of that family. So God was protecting people and God often made, um, he met the people where they already were. Does that make sense? Like he would bring the law to people and show them the right way to go, but he would put a lot of limitations on things. Like slavery is one that I can really think of specifically where God said that slaves have rights and they're not supposed to be just treated as objects or not human. Rather, they're supposed to be treated as members of your family. So like that was one. And we've talked about that a lot. (laughs) Um, But this is another one where even though avenging is wrong and God later on just says, like, don't take revenge on anybody because that is for me. God was meeting the people where they were at this moment in time. So these cities of refuge were necessary because if a person accidentally killed somebody, they would have no place to run. They would be killed from this accidental thing that happened. So now God is making allowance for people who are innocent to go someplace where they can be protected. And that's what the point of these six cities of refuge were for. Now, of course, I'm going to go way more in depth with this later um, because we're going to be talking about this for kind of a lot. (laughs) But I just wanted to tell you guys basically what the concept was of a city of refuge, because this is God just extending grace and helping people who are innocent, basically. 
But the one thing I really want to focus on here is the Levites with their 48 cities. In verse 8 here, it says, Concerning the cities which you shall give of the possession of the children of Israel, from the many you shall take many, and from the few you shall take few. Everyone according to his inheritance, which he inherits, shall give some of his cities to the Levites. So this is kind of the same concept as before, where the larger tribes would receive more land than the smaller tribes, and the smaller tribes would obviously receive a little bit lesser land because they didn't have as much as many people. So this is the same idea where God is saying that this, the tribes that have the most land are supposed to give the most amount of cities to the Levites and the tribes that have the least amount of land don't have to give as many cities, though every single tribe needs to give some cities to equal 48 cities to the Levites so that they can live in them and that they can um, help the people also who live in those cities, the other tribes. So the Levites were supposed to be spread out throughout all of the area of Israel. The Levites were not supposed to remain in one place at all. And that is because the Levites were the teachers and they were the ones who would help the people. So they were supposed to spread out to help everybody understand God's words. And I really love that because that is the same exact thing that we as Christians now are supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be congregating in one place. We are supposed to be spreading out, spreading the gospel, doing the best we can to help other people understand God's word. I think it's important to recognize that even back here, thousands and thousands of years ago, God's intention for his children remains the same. For us to go out and bless other people with the spreading of the gospel in a sense. Now, yes, of course, the gospel is the <laughs> Jesus's gospel, right? But in these days, the law is what they had. And the law was supposed to be spread around and it was supposed to be spread around to everybody so that everybody understood it to become forgiven with the system that God put in place. So that was the point of the Levites. And that's the point of us nowadays. God expects his people to go out and spread the word. In fact, some of Jesus's last words to his disciples were obviously the Great Commission. Go out and spread the word. Go out and spread the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we are supposed to spread the gospel. It's not something that we're supposed to hold on to for ourselves. And it's interesting that God's intention was made clear here in Numbers 35, years before Jesus even came to earth, that he wants his children to spread out, to tell people the word. And of course, through all of this, if the children of Israel were to listen to God completely, then the other nations would be blessed through all of this, through the law. But unfortunately, they don't end up doing that. And Jesus <laughs> fulfills it all himself by blessing the nations through what he did on the cross for all of us. But speaking of spreading the gospel, the Adore Advent devotional for teenage girls is now complete and it is available right now on Amazon. So click the link in the description and get a copy for yourself. I got mine in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, and I love it. I want to do it myself, <laughs> even though I wrote it. I'm excited to sit down and actually uh, complete the devotional for Advent myself. So I hope you guys also enjoy it. If you know a teenage girl that could use it, if you um, have a daughter yourself, 
that is about to become a teenager, or if you lead a girls group or know somebody that does, then consider Adore, the Teen Girls Guide to Advent. And I'm going to link that in the description of this podcast episode. But go to Facebook and check it out because I'm going to be um, uploading a nice picture of myself holding the devotional. today. Check that out. And then also while you're on Facebook, hit that little like button. But friends and faithful listeners, I'll see you tomorrow bright and early for an episode out of Luke. We're moving in to Jesus's death and resurrection very quickly here in Luke. So yeah, tune back in tomorrow for that episode. But until then, happy listening and God bless.